for everything oh, for everything indie for everything cults it's the blue horseshoe now. now here's your host george bremer and ryan hickey Welcome back into the Blue Horseshoe Pod. Ryan Nicky, George Bremer here with you. Make sure you download, subscribe, wherever you do get your podcasts. So, George, you look as we head into week 16. This Colts season is obviously not gone as we thought, 4-9-1. Titans are at the top of the division, holding on for dear life. Because just as we thought, watch out, break them up. The Jacksonville Jaguars are making a run 4-2 the last six games. Trevor Lawrence is playing outstanding football in that stretch. 14 touchdowns. One interception. He's really grown since that that brutal loss in London to the Broncos. I think it was like week eight. I believe it was. So he's now kind of showing the Jaguars. Go figure. They have a competent head coach. And all of a sudden, Trevor Lawrence is looking better. Seam overall is looking better. Going forward, right? Forget this year because obviously that's that's an obvious yes uh, when I ask you this question. But going forward, like 2023, going into the offseason, when you start to project ahead of you know teams to beat in the in the division, have the Jaguars in your mind moved past the Colts? Are the Colts right now the third best team in the AFC South? Absolutely. You know, I think it comes down to, look, the two most important things you're going to do in the NFL, your head coach and your quarterback. The Colts literally don't have a head coach right now. They just have an interim situation. So they have no idea who the head coach is. And clearly Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than, than any quarterback on the Colts roster. So, um, you know, I think here's the interesting thing to me. I think Jaguars definitely have moved ahead right now. But depending on how the draft plays out and the offseason plays out, you could say going into the 2023 season, maybe not specifically for that year but going into the 2023 season like if it's a futures market who you're buying stock in the texans and the jaguars might be at the top two spots in the because again the texans draft bryce young they'll have the two best quarterbacks in the division if they get bryce young and the jaguars have trevor lawrence you would feel like those are the two teams best situated moving forward because of who their quarterbacks are now there'd still be questions in houston about the, the head coach but that, to me, that tells you how important those two decisions. You look at Jacksonville, what they were last year, the disaster that was Urban Meyer, one of the worst head coaching decisions in NFL history. There's no question about that. And now you see Doug Peterson come in, a competent head coach, a Super Bowl winner. Took a while. Didn't happen overnight. But they're they're starting to figure it out. That team rightfully feels really good about what they're doing moving forward. And I think it's an example for the Colts. That's how important it is. If you get, if you hire urban Meyer this off season, then will you probably get Caleb Williams? That's the upshot of it. <laughs> but, if you, but if you hire, you make a Doug Peterson style hire, maybe by the end of the year, next year, you can start feeling really good about where you are, but it also goes hand in hand with the quarterback move, getting that right guy at quarterback and giving him the time and giving him the resources. And Trevor Lawrence last year had two things going against him. Jaguars had nothing else on the roster which was making it difficult for him. And his head coach was clueless. And now you've got a head coach who's maximizing what he does best. He's got more help because they went out in free agency and they had a pretty good draft. That's where it's at. You know, it's that's how critical this offseason is, whether it's Chris Ballard or Jim Irsay or an unknown candidate, whoever it is that's running this offseason show, that's how critical this offseason is. You get that coach and the quarterback right, by the end of the year next year, you could feel good about your chances again. You don't. You could be looking up at the Jaguars and, and the Texans for, you know, next five or ten years. I get what you're saying with the futures market, and this is nowhere, you know, within the next even five years. I still, to be honest, George, I can't trust the Texans, too. Even if they get Bryson and make, well, hopefully they're not listening, make the right decision in drafting <laughs> Bryson. But if they are listening, make the wrong decision drafting Bryson. 
I still can't trust them to put enough talent on them just because, like, you look at, look at that roster. We'll get a, a good look at it in week 18 because week one is a little tougher. Like, this team stinks. Mm-hmm. I know they're playing tough last week. This team just stinks. So there's so much work to do outside of just quarterback. Like I said, you got to hire a head coach, which, I mean, they seem infatuated with, with Joshua Cowan. So maybe the third time's a charm they pull the trigger on Joshua Cowan. I have no idea if Joshua Cowan's going to be a good head coach or not. We've seen a guy with no experience in Jeff Saturday just utterly fail so far. So I don't know if Joshua Cowan would be that much better. Uh, with zero head coaching experience or really zero coaching experience in general. So I do, I will not give the Texans benefit of the doubt, but I'm with you at least definitely the Jaguars. And you bring up a great point. Like forget just like, right. A five year span. Like right now, like, I think the Jaguars are way better positioned for the Colts. They are definitely ahead of the Colts, head of the, the Titans for sure. When it comes to 2023 and beyond. And I think you're right too. Like the Jaguars are a good test case for the Colts because they were three and 14 last year. So in a similar situation now, obviously they have Trevor Lawrence, which helps, but the head coach hiring really transferred everything. Cause you look at the roster, like it's not like this, the Jaguars are this great roster, but like Zay Jones had three touchdown receptions on Sunday and they're one of the Cowboys. Zay Jones, like no disrespect. He would, even with this Colts team right now, where they are, like he's what their third best receiver, fourth best receiver. Like it's not very good. So even though Trevor Lawrence is really turning around the second half of the year, it's like, there's a lot of weapons for him to throw the ball to. Or, you know, a lot of weapons for him to kind of dish it out to. So it's like they are still, you see the impact of coaching, where if you hire the right coach, they're able to get the most out of this roster. Mike Vrabel is another great example of an okay roster in Tennessee, but he is the reason why they are in the playoffs every year is because he does a great, a great job of elevating that talent. If you can get a Doug Peterson-esque, a Mike Vrabel-esque coach, yeah, this Colts team could turn around. But right now, like I said, they, they don't have that. They don't have a quarterback. So easily, they are the third best team going forward here for the Jaguars and Titans. And honestly, George, I might take the uh, I might be I might have to see how the season goes, but see the direction of the Titans. I might take the Jaguars as the team to beat next year in the AFC South. Oh yeah, right now, like with the information we have right now, and obviously it's a long way to go until next September. Uh, I would definitely pick Jacksonville to win the division. I'm almost ready to pick them to win it this year. I mean, all I they got to do is I stay would. within one game. If they if that, I'll say this: the last thing Tennessee wants is this to come down to that that season finale between the two of them. Tennessee better have a two-game lead going into that because I I would yeah. put my money on Jacksonville in that situation. Banged up Ryan Tannehill as well. That's going to be interesting down the stretch. But, yeah, this uh, – I'll give the Titans credit that they, when you fire John Robinson, this is their signal of them trying to go from being a, a good playoff team to like a Super Bowl caliber team. Now, wanting to do that and actually achieving it, obviously, as we know, it's two massively different things. So at least they're going for it. But like I said, with this Colts division, like, it's weird to say, but I think you got to follow the lead of the Jaguars. You got to follow the lead of Jacksonville, get a quarterback this year. Fingers crossed it's Bryce Young. But instead of waiting a year and hiring Urban Meyer, which, look, I mean, if you like Caleb Williams that much, Urban Meyer, Urban's out there. Do it. Do Urban's it. Urban's at Fox. He would come back. Do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, that's that's – that's the argument for just keeping everything the same here in Indy, right? Just run back with, with Jeff Saturday, let Sam Ellinger start next year, and go draft Caleb Williams uh, in 2024. Um, that's true. You don't even need a reminder. That's a good point. <laughs> that's that's the way you get it done. Um, I, I'm going to be interested to see one thing with Tennessee. What do they do at quarterback this offseason? You know, where they feel they are with Malik Willis. And I'll tell you what, for all the Aaron Rodgers talk, he flirted with the Titans, at least allegedly, reportedly, last year. Might they be ready to pull that trigger? That would be interesting. Or could they be in the Tom Brady sweepstakes? What with the relationship he has with Mike Vrabel? Um, you know, I, it's going to be interesting to see. There's a good chance. I don't know. There's a great chance. But there's a good chance 
that the, the the 2023 season opens and the Colts have the worst quarterback in the AFC South. I think you're, that's a good point. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Cause it's, if it's not Bryce young, we are not very high or feeling very good at least at the moment or any other quarterback in this draft class. So if Bryce young goes to t- uh, the Texans, you're right. They have a leg up there. And I mean, I think you're also right. Like, I think Tennessee's going to be aggressive and they have a situation where if you are an Aaron Rodgers, if you are a Tom Brady, I, there's always one or two surprises. Maybe there's another, you know, guy that wiggles for you. Maybe they trade up aggressively in the draft to try to get someone they like. Like, whatever it is, right? I think Tennessee will be aggressive in getting that quarterback. And if you are able to do so, that's been the biggest Achilles heel for them. It's it's a scary thought, which is why this this we've talked to this before. This offseason is going to be massive for the Colts. This is the the one that I think will shape the next five years. Like we've talked on the pod before, and I think it's, it's not hyperbolic because you just hear a quick outline of, of the AFC South. The Jaguars right now have seemingly figured out, and they're on the rise, and you think they're only going to get better with more talent added to the roster. Tennessee you, is going to try to be aggressive in upgrading this roster and have it be where it's not very good now, and they're still better than the Colts. So you got to think they they should succeed at some level of making it better. Texans could get Bryce. Now, they still have a, a huge uphill climb to go with head coach and just just how dysfunctional they've been really since the Sean, really since 2020 when that just season went into, into the crapper uh, from there. But it's like you look around, you're like things are scary for the Colts because if, if you don't if you don't get it right, moves were made. But if you don't get them right, you, you could be sitting there in the basement as soon as next year or even 2024. If they, you know if the other three teams start to put together, it's this is a massive, massive, massive. We can't understate it, or it will not be overstated. How big of an offseason this will be for the Colts? Not even the playoff contenders next year, George, to get them on the path. This is not a one year rebuild. But this is a rebuild where if you get it right, you could set yourself up for the next decade of being a legitimate contender, or you could find yourself, like I said, looking up at the standings most years in the AFC South. They're choosing the two most important positions in the NFL. In my mind, when when you're going in the offseason and and you're probably getting a head coach and a quarterback, that's no matter who you are, that's setting you up, you know, for at least the next five years because you're going to give that quarterback if he's first round pick, you're going to give him every opportunity. Yep. Uh, and I would imagine they're not going to have a quick. You know, unless unless the coach is Urban Meyer, you're not going to have a quick leash on on the head coach. You know, I mean, that guy's going to get probably at least three years. So, yeah, it's not a small decision that's being made. It's 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 not a short term kind of a situation. This is where it's at. And you make an argument, uh, and it's part of why I kind of want to do the 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 whole blow it up. You know, I think the best argument for just hit that button and and nuke it is. You know, maybe it's not the worst thing if this team is the worst team in the NFL next year and you do get somebody like Caleb Williams in here and start building around him. I'm just trying to think really quick off the top of my head. If there's any other, like, again, the Texans will get a quarterback. So even if they're bad, you would think that takes them out of the running unless like the Cardinals and they just go back to back first row. Well, the Cardinals weren't even picking number one at the time they got Josh Rosen. But imagine being back to back first overall pick being quarterback. Something I think we've never seen before off the top of my head. Other than that, like I'm tr- the Panthers are a mess. The Rams should bounce back, you know, uh, getting hell. Like it's the path would be there, but like I said, I, I'm hoping that this has to be the offseason for the Colts to turn around. Do not wade into the waters of, oh, let's just tear it down. I think it's a that's a philosophy that sounds good on paper now, but rarely ever comes to fruition. It's so tough to have everything kind of go your way, tanking wise. And when you tear it down, that means you got to replace all that talent you got rid of and, and build it back up. I like. I still don't believe in the core. I'll say that. I guess to finish it up and put a bow in this, George. I'm a believer in the core on this team, the young core, which is why I would give Chris Ballard one more year. I think this is a team where if you get the right head coach and the right quarterback in, you can 
again, not turning around next year, but you can kind of start to build and really start to build something sustainable where you can be a legitimate threat here in the AFC for the next say five years. But again, at same time, if you get it wrong or if I'm wrong and this this team just regresses we're never kind of being as good as we thought they were, especially the young pieces we saw the last few years, then you're screwed. And then you are screwed and then they don't even need to tank because they will be one of the worst teams in the NFL next year. I think Miami's a perfect example of what you're talking about, though. They they did what I was talking about. They hit the nuke button, but then they won more games than they wanted to. And apparently there's a lawsuit over that. Uh, and they in the, end, in the five hole... Uh, instead of at number one, which you, you kind of lucked into Tua in, in that situation. I uh, probably should have taken Joe Burrow, but that's a or not Joe Burrow, uh, Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. Uh, but that's that's a conversation for another day. Um, but you know where they're at now. That's been a long, hard slog. It wasn't the quick turnaround that that, that everybody hopes it was, uh, and they're still not there. You know they, they've made right. big progress this year, but. They're still fighting for a playoff spot, and you know they've got work to do in these last three games. They're better than they were when they hit the nuke button, but it's not the utopia they were hoping for when they made that decision. So I think it supports what you're saying. No matter what you do, it's a hard road forward. Uh, the most important thing is whatever path you choose, you got to get it right. No matter right. what you do, you got to make the right choices. And and I think even bigger than quarterback, I think head coach right now is the biggest one of those because you get the right head coach uh, you see what Mike Vrabel has been able to do in Tennessee I, I think that's the most critical element I'm just trying to think if I asked you maybe we can say this for another pod we'd rather have Jim Harbaugh or Bryce Young actually I'll, I'll tease that now we'll tease that question we'll talk about it either on Thursday or next week we'd rather have Bryce Young right now or, or Jim Harbaugh if you have one or two that gets actually a really interesting conversation mm-hmm. so we'll have that later on for sure um, that'll do for the midweek pod edition of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Again, make sure you're you're checking George out on Twitter at GM Bremer. Follow me at Ryan underscore Hickey, the number three. Make sure you're liking, downloading, subscribing to the podcast. As you just hear, we got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about, including on Thursday. I'm really excited about this, George. So obviously, normally on a Thursday, right, we get ready to preview the game upcoming. It's a Chargers on Monday night. I know by now most of you are checked out and don't care about the results and or most of you are rooting for a loss, which I think is the right thing I am as well. So instead of previewing a game which we want the Colts to lose, let's start talking about improving their future. So last week we had Eric Edholm of NFL Media does a great job just you know handling a lot of their draft analysis. He came on, just kind of gave a little overview, a quick summary. So if you missed that, that's why you're downloading uh, and subscribing to Blue Horseshoe Pod. It's clutch. You just go right back. Last week's episode, boom, right there, easy to find. Check out our interview with Eric. He kind of gave a nice primer uh, of all the top quarterbacks the Colts could be interested in picking uh, if they do pick one in the, in the first round and maybe a few sleepers as well. And now George is time to kind of dive into a little bit more in depth of some of these guys. So I believe the plan is of right now, we're going to talk to a Gainesville area scout, kind of get his take on Anthony Richardson, one of the most intriguing draft prospects uh, quarterback wise this year in terms of what he does well, what he does not well. Can he be a Josh Allen guy and figure it out? It's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll kind of deep dive into Anthony Richardson on Thursday. So Colts fans, make sure you check that out because that could be the guy that the Colts, if they draft at where they sit currently right now, number six, maybe they could have another Josh Allen on their hands. Maybe they could have a Jamarcus Russell. Fingers crossed it's the former or the former. Yeah, the former. I always screw that up, former and the latter. Well, hopefully it's the former. Hopefully the Colts have their own version of, of number 17 that Buffalo has right now. For sure. So that'll be a lot of fun. So make sure, again, you're downloading, subscribing. We will have a lot of interesting, fun content Coming your way, even though right now the Colts are not a very fun team uh, to watch, that's for sure. So have a great week. Have an early happy holidays. And we'll talk to you uh, on Friday right here on the Blue Horseshoe Pod.